Welcome back, everybody, to a special episode of the OK Games Podcast. I'm Brian, here with Pat. Mm, it's me. I, I hear noises, but I don't see your lips moving. Yeah, baby. Um, so, we are doing a control spoiler cast, uh, as it is a video game that we most recently finished together around the same time, and we both very much enjoyed it. Um, so this is our opportunity to take a deeper dive into the story beats that we both enjoyed, um, obviously get into some spoiler discussions, um, and things like that. Yeah. um, Pat, overall, what did you think of the story in Control? I thought it was great. Um, you know, that's, it's this type of story, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of verbiage that's used that Mm -hmm. can kind of muddy the water very quickly. Um, but they kind of dole it out in a way, like throughout the story, and they like they explain each thing, like every like you know weird adage they use for something. They explain pretty much immediately after saying it. So ninety percent of the time, like you know, they use a whole bunch of like objects of power. Um, <coughs> oh my god, AWE Altered World. Uh, yeah, so. AWEs, which are called altered world, altered world events, um, altered items, locations of power, like all yeah. these different fucking things. But every single time they bring one up, they pretty much explain it almost right away. Um, so they do a very good job of like doling that information out to you without it like getting stupid. Um, but yeah, overall, I actually really, really enjoy the story. Um, I was impressed yeah, so, by how much I enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, that's. I'm really glad to say that because I'm definitely in the same boat that you are. Um, I just, it's like, for, it's just kind of been resonating with me because of just like how obscure and unique it is. Mm-hmm. Um, just there's really no other game this year that has done something like. It's definitely um, very, very, very memorable. Yeah, it's just super interesting all the way throughout. Uh, so just to kind of backtrack a little bit to give everybody a full picture. I guess if you haven't played it or, um, I mean, I don't know why you would listen to this if you haven't played it, but you know, some to, to each their own. Um, but essentially, you play as Jesse Faden. She is in search of her brother um, due to the fact that they were uh, a part of an altered world event when they were both children. And um, the Bureau of Control uh, tried to capture both of them while this altered world event was taking place, and they captured jesse's brother dylan that's not explained to, to the character until later on in the story um at the start of the game jesse literally just shows up to the bureau of control and is like i found it mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm gonna check out what's going on in here yeah she's like i've been looking for so long and like, they don't like explain like why for like a little bit it's wild and also um the bureau of control has a director which literally within the first 10 minutes of the game, dude blows his fucking brains out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, like, you know, just happen to come across this and pick up the gun that he used, and it just chooses you. <laughs> yeah, and then you are just the director. <laughs> and everybody addresses you as so. Like, it just and, yeah, there's, like, nobody even skips a beat. They're like, oh. You're the new director. Okay, cool. Like, it's just, oh. like, super whatever about you know, it. Like, everybody, like, there's obviously a ton of shit going on at the yeah. Bureau of Control. Like, this, like, 
demonic force the hiss is like infecting the entire bureau Mm -hmm. and it just immediately becomes jesse's task to like help take it down because she um isn't affected by it as everybody else is like everybody has to wear these items that like help deter it uh which are hras right hedron 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 something something i don't remember what they are but yeah um, so I think it's because she like Polaris fights it off and that's like her yeah, guiding her, light or yeah, whatever in, you want to consider her Polaris brain. brain. Yeah. Like which connects her to some people in the game, which we'll get, get into a little bit later. Um, but yeah, uh, the bureau director dude offs himself. You pick up the service weapon. Um, you become the new director. And then like when you come across people, they're like, Oh, who are you? And you're like, I'm Jesse Faden. And they're like, Oh, the new director. <laughs> yeah, they just like, know. <laughs> it's just which is incredible. It's just yeah. one of those things where it's just like, oh, this is how this is. All well, right. that was one of my like, favorite my favorite things about like the, the, the so that like actually really got me like kind of like all right, yeah, like this game is mm-hmm. fun. Like right after you get the service weapon, and you actually start, you know, and it names you the board, which is just literally just an upside down pyramid that's just like mumbling. Uh-huh. like gibberish at you like <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah, you're the yeah. director or whatever and like you leave his office and like all of the the portraits around the bureau that were before you went in and became the director were of that like the previous director trench are now just you like they just are now you like like oh i love that (laughs) like i and like that was that was what i had mentioned like when i first started playing the game i was like yo something happens like right away that's like immediately like i didn't notice it until like there's a one point you like walk down a hall and you walk straight at one of them Mm-hmm. one of the portraits and it's like just you suddenly and i'm like what <laughs> it's like what yeah. the fuck and like it's just like it's just really funny um but yeah they do like a bunch of shit like that that like or it's just like i i had mentioned it in the regular episode while we were talking about control but obviously we like you know we can go into a little bit more depth now but like mm-hmm. she just kind of rolls with everything like she's already got like this weird thing in her head like she was already part of an alter world event so she's kind of got like this experience um with these weird phenomena that the bureau of control are like trying to contain and like control and research and all this shit so like as things are happening she's just just rolling with it like the fucking the gun literally just names her the director it's the gun it's called a service weapon as an object of power and she just is like i gotta get my gun and she just has it for the rest of the game like literally doesn't let go of it (laughs) so like like it's just speaking of wacky service weapon i fucking adored the upgrade trees for that like I thought it was so cool. I love yeah. games where it's just like here's like one item that you will have the entire way through, mm-hmm. but we're gonna change it. Yeah. Like you know, and like it, obviously every variation of the service weapon was like super unique and mm-hmm. cool. Um, like I really loved uh, charge spin. I think spin and um, one of the ones you get at the end that literally just shot like rockets. <laughs> that, yeah, that was the charge. I used charge. Uh, my loadout once I got there was spin and pierce. Um, because Pierce was like that two shot, like you charge, you charge it up, and you just like blast like this one like heavy shot, um, which was like really good for some of the boss fights, uh, especially if you put like headshot damage on it or precision damage on it. Yeah, the upgrade pets and like the mods that you mm-hmm. can put on the guns were really really cool. Um, like I had the ones I put on spin, which like towards the end of the game, which were prime mods. Like one was just purely for rate of fire that like almost doubled the gun's rate of fire. Yeah. Another one was for just like ammo <laughs> ammo regeneration, mm-hmm. and then I think the last one was for like headshot damage. So by the end, that thing literally just turned into like this badass like submachine gun. Yeah, once I once I got that thing down. Like, like I was kind of like 
lukewarm on the combat for a while because like at first until you start getting like the other upgrades for like the service weapon it's literally just like a pistol variation and like a shotgun variation and like the pistol variation was like okay the shotgun variation wasn't that great and then when i got to when i was able to upgrade to spin i was like i got it and instantly the combat became so much better like immediately after getting it and i was like <clears throat> i was so very happy because i was like i was like if i gotta play more of this fucking game with just this goddamn pistol and shotgun i'm gonna be real goddamn annoyed <laughs> yeah i'm and, like, i'm with you on that one it's just it just made the the gameplay so much better and obviously like, all the, the powers working in conjunction like you know when you get them are you know make everything uh-huh. better too and like i put a lot of my ability points pretty much right out the gate into like my energy and my health so like i was able to like when i got the abilities i was able to use them more which made it feel better mm-hmm. um but yeah so i mean what do you want to dive into here because it gets a little uh so just to dive back um so the hras are hedron resonance amplifiers that's what it was um, okay. and hedron is an extra dimensional being originated in slidescape 36 Mm-hmm. Um, which acted as a conduit for Polaris's resonance in Jesse. Yeah, so um, Slidescape 36, that is the altered world event that Jesse and her brother Dylan were in. Um, their altered item was a projector? Yeah, which was brought about by an altered item that they found in a dump, which was a projector, like a uh, like a slide projector that like you know showed pictures. Um, and every every time it showed a picture, it would open basically open like a portal to like another realm or dimension or world or whatever yeah um it's so extra extra dimensional is what they call it so slide 36 is the one that you know caused the altered world event which caused the federal bureau of control to come and try to contain it and you know grab jesse and dylan so I thought that the every slide was like opening doors, quote unquote. I think is how they described it. And yeah. then slide thirty six or slide skip thirty six was the one that remained after they like destroyed. Yeah. Some so of I them. think I think what happened was I don't know if they ex- explicitly explain how the other slides got destroyed unless they do it in like a file somewhere in like one of the collectibles. But the only remaining slide is slide thirty six, which is where the um, hiss come from. The hiss and hedron came hedron from. yeah um which is hedron is like brian said like the the uh source for the frequency that is polaris that is inside jesse's head and also presumably inside dylan's head yeah um <clears throat> it's it's could all get very confusing very fast <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it, <laughs> it's, a, little, it's, oh, a, it's a little wacky um but yeah, yeah so Basically, they like they take this slide projector. They do they start doing research on it. So, um, Doctor was a Casper Darling, who is incredible, by the way. Um, all of his, <clears throat> all of your interactions with him aren't ever like direct. You never like have a direct interaction with him. You're every time you see him, it's like a research slide or him like presenting something on like a like an information type video, whatever. Um, but he does research on the slide. He does the research on all of the objects of power and most of the altered items that are in the, you know, in the actual Federal Bureau of Control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he realizes that the slide projector is dangerous and basically like creates its like creates 
its own like ward where they can research it privately and basically they open up the slide they open up an, uh, another dimension which allows the hiss to come in um and pretty much infect the entire federal the the bureau um we did fail to mention that the federal bureau of control is headquartered in a location of power called the in old new york city in new york city called the oldest house which, which is so cool. Which is super cool. It's a very cool you, location. It's a very like Men in Black. Like you could only find <coughs> it if you're looking for it. Well, like, it, you can only find it if it wants you to find it. Find it exactly. <laughs> like, like so. Like it's like just some wacky like Twin Peaks, just weird shit. Um, and like the halls are like ever changing, and like it's just wild. It's incredible. So <laughs> like the the hiss like infect this this place and just like like pretty much barricade like paths and like you have to cleanse points to open them back up and like you see like you'll see the walls like expand out and like pretty much recomplete and fix themselves and stuff as you go through the game and like it's just super mm-hmm. cool it's a very very cool uh just aesthetic i guess yeah so as you make your way through the game and you're clearing levels of you know the old house that are infected by the hiss and like obviously it's very metroidvania-esque like you get certain power-ups that let you traverse to certain areas um so i don't know if we want to start talking about ati <laughs> mm. he's kind of a big deal so yeah or- he, <laughs> you meet a <laughs> you meet a character named ati like at the very beginning of the game he's like a janitor um very like just kind of mysterious like he doesn't really like dive into too much like he just he's like a finnish man so he's kind of like a lot of his dialogue they just like they don't like he speaks finnish at you but they don't translate it so like it's just it's yeah <laughs> so like you don't really like some of the shit you don't know what he's saying um <clears throat> but like he he's just he, you get a vibe that he knows more than he's letting on kind of deal yeah um he's like he, the best mystery in the game yeah, so you see him a couple times um, throughout, and, like, the very last time you see him, like, towards the end of the game, he uh, <clears throat> he kind of, like, is going on, like, yeah, he basically, like, disappears, like, into, like, the depths of the oldest house, um, so, like, a lot of theories are rolling around that he's, like, um, a manifestation. Yeah, like, a manifestation of the oldest house, like, guiding or you a physical embodiment, of, if you will. Yeah, like, like guiding you through the oldest house to, like, find, like, some of the darker depths of, like, the building, because, like, like I said, like, so many things are cordoned off, and, like, the building is ever-changing, and, like, there's all these different paths to take, and, like, all this crazy shit that, like, you know, it kind of guides you down into, like, this basement area that's, like, completely restricted, um, and then he kind of just disappears. Yeah, he, well, before he disappears, he gives you a very important item that Which helps you, uh, through the trap. coolest part of the fucking game. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit more on Ati. Um, so I did a little bit more research about him and some of the speculation regarding his character and kind of what he means to the overall story. Um, so like we were saying, he is like the concept of, or is like, theorized to be a concept like that he is an embodiment or a um that like being the janitor of the oldest house like he helps like balance it in a way um because like he's constantly telling you uh to do like the the player character jesse is constantly like you have to do this 
like talk to the plants mm-hmm. or clean it or clean out the drains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like he's constantly like maintenance, like, maintenance work, <laughs> maintenance work. You yeah. know, like shit like that. Um, but yeah, he um, the, obviously for him specifically, it becomes a little bit more vague in terms of the end of the game. Like, what's up with him? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like Pat said, he like kind of just disappears at one point. He does give you an item, and then we'll get into how that's how that's utilized. Um, but uh, there's one more point I wanted to make about the story before we get into the ashtray maze. Um, it's about Dylan and how much I actually enjoyed Dylan. Dylan's character is like so horrifying, dude. I was like, I I thought he was just gonna like when they first show him and like he's just kind of like standing there all menacingly. I was like, eh, all right. But like when you actually start like interacting with him and like. I was like exploring yeah. all the dialogue like, this is options. Really, this is actually really good. Like I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with how good he. Like I, I very much enjoyed his character. Yeah, they like because the hiss is this item that like just takes over people in this yeah, way that like, just turns them into like these like ruthless like demonic beings. Mm-hmm. And but when you meet Dylan, he is just like this. Like it gives the hiss like almost like a um like you put a name to the face. Like when you think mm-hmm. of the hiss, like you think of like this just evil like like festering thing inside of him mm-hmm. that's just totally taking control of like his motor functions and like his speech yeah. and like, you know, there's the shit, like the dialogue they write for him. And yeah. like when he's like possessed and just like screaming up into mm-hmm. like the ceiling. Oh man, like legit terrifying. Yeah. And like, I just think that I, I, they did a really good job with like, cause like he, he reacts to the hiss in a different way. Like all the other people like mm-hmm. that you're encountering that are like are, you know, possessed by the hiss have been like, you know, they're completely like, being, they're like basically completely mind controlled, like head to toe. Like they don't really have any like thought process on their own. Like they're just there to fucking kill you. Um, <clears throat> he and this is why I said presumably that he's got like some kind of fragment of Polaris in him as well. Um, like completely embraced the hiss and it did not infect him the way it did the others. So like he can have like he has cohesive like coherent conversations with Jesse like in the game. And then, like, he'll have, like, spurts of, like, him, like, floating up, looking in the ceiling, like, spouting gibberish. Like, so, like, he, like, is capable of having coherent, like, conversations. And it's just, like, I, I, I don't know. I think they just did a very good job. Like, of course. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. that whole situation. Yeah. Um, so, to roll back a little bit with Ati and what makes him more important, too, is there's an item, a um, an object of power that you have to acquire after you become the director called the Hotline. Uh, which gives you a direct line of communication to the previous director, um, even though he is off himself. (laughs) So, um, which it's like after you get that, there's like certain sequences of the game um, where like when you start to traverse into a new area or like need to do something, the director will communicate with you in terms Mm -hmm. of like what the importance of certain things are. And um, like, all those little cutscenes and the way that those are like implemented into the game itself F&B, are all so. yeah, it's really done really really well. Yeah. Um, but Ati can literally just like kind of read your mind and talk to you whenever and wherever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like he has some like connection to Jesse and like the old house in a way that like no other character has. Yeah, obviously. So he uh, definitely serves uh, as an important like being in the, uh, so in the world. Really like the way that like emily pope like tries to explain to you like why you can communicate with the with trench through the hotline and that it's like when he blew his own brains out that like the service weapon like like 
pretty much like copied his like th- like thoughts <laughs> like when it went through like when the bullet went yep. through his head and just kind of like stored them in there so like when you it's, pick it up you just like it's just wacky shit yeah sam likes man his mind yeah this guy's the dude that wrote just, wrote this is so on take, take a peek inside that a little, brain of his. a little gander a yeah. little gander okay yeah. um, so uh, with <laughs> the stuff that goes on with Ati that me and Pat were just saying he gives you an item gives you his Walkman hell yeah dude and there's an area of the game and this is towards the end the end game I'd probably say like the last like the home stretch essentially mm-hmm. um, there's an area called the Ashtray Esh- Maze which you and can come you s- across earlier in the game yes yes you can um, once you have access to essential research that really is like the key branching point to a mm-hmm. lot of the other areas in the game Yep. Um, outside of like the elevator, but um, the um, that lets you access ashtray, ashtray maze, and then that takes you to interdimensional research, right? Uh, or is yes. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was like they they were so afraid of the slide projector that they put like the best lock, which was the ashtrays ashtray maze between people and the inter interdimensional research. Yes, uh, which was really, really fucking cool. Yeah, um, like, so I actually pulled up a map, and I'm trying to. Oh, the fucking it gave me the maintenance sector. Why the fuck would I want to look at the maintenance <laughs> sector? Um, yeah, so you go from uh, it's central research to firebreak, which is literally just like this ominous, like huge, like corridor, room, corridor yeah. with just like a bridge, a sky mm-hmm. bridge, if you will. And then from there, you go into the ashtray maze, which the way it's represented on the map is so it's cool. Like a big black, like, scribble. It's like when you read, you go yeah, it. it's like um, it goes along with the documents that you come across in the game because every document you find has, like, that very Redact- FBI redacted, yeah. redacted, like, just that black line through it, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, when you look at the map, it, it like, kind of has the same vibe where it's, like, ashtray maze is just, like, this, like... Yeah, like (laughs) scribbled, like eh, scribble, like fat sharpie marker, just black, and just like in the little corner, says ashtray maze. And then from there, you go into dimensional research, and then the hedron chamber, which is like very end game type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, if you stumble across the ashtray maze earlier in the game, you cannot, you cannot get through it. You physically cannot solve it. It literally just loops you. Over I spent over a good again. hour in that I spent, loop. I spent probably like 25 <laughs> minutes just running through. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to time this right? Like, I'm just confused. Same. <laughs> same. I kept yeah. trying to run through it. And then, um, obviously, as you progress the story, you get to a point where Ati gives you an item, uh, like I said, which is his Walkman. And then that lets you traverse through <clears> the <throat> ashtray maze. And it plays probably the fucking dopest song. Yeah. <laughs> it is that so easy. Easily, like, one of, like, the coolest like video game moments i've had in a long time yep. like just like fucking like running through like a really S- cool smile like, like just big dumb grin yeah, on my face like, like yeah like i was like this is fucking awesome like running through like a really cool like just set piece like a long section of the like it's a pretty long part of the game like yeah like for, sure. for like what it is like you know running through this whole this whole area um just fucking blasting this awesome fucking music and like it's you know, there really isn't any music like that in the game up until yeah, this point. Yeah. All of the ambient noise in the game are like the you hear like the people that are being infected by the hiss f- that are floating are just mumbling, and that's all you're hearing through the entire game, pretty much. Which any creates this ambience into. of sound in terms of, and then also like we talked about it on the the regular episode of Okay Gamers that like <laughs> the sound design in the game is fucking. Fin- 
just amazing between yeah. like the way the service weapon sounds the voice acting like the environment sounds like when you mm-hmm. do telekinesis and stuff and then like when you add the the people that are infected just mumbling above you and yeah. like i wore headphones the entire time when i played it and if it's like the way that it's just like implemented you know mm-hmm. like it's it works really really well yeah. um so I didn't, I didn't mean to just to overtake your point there but no uh, that's fine it's just yeah. like you know like it, it's all this all this like ambient noise that you've been dealing with for probably like eight to nine hours at this point. Yeah. Like just kind of goes out the fucking window when she puts these headphones on and it just starts jamming the fuck out. You're running through this cool ass area with like the walls are shifting and like these platforms are raising up all over the place. You're killing shit. Like, and then like whoever designed it is a fucking genius. The fucking cherry on top when you finish it and she steps out and she goes, that was fucking awesome. And I was like, yes, it fucking was. (laughs) Yeah, they knew. They were like, they were like, yeah, yo, they, this is going to be dope. Like, people are going to yeah. love this. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she, she steps out and she goes, yo, that was fucking awesome. And I yep. literally out loud was like, yes, it was. <laughs> I just, like, I, it was so good, dude. I put so much, like, of my, like, yo, guys, like, you got to get to the ashtray maze. Like, we yeah. got to talk about it. Like, I hyped it up so much because I knew it would totally live up to the expectations. Yeah, it was um, it was awesome. It's so good. So fucking good. And, like, just not, like, the, the music is perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And for not just the point of this, the song is just so over the top. It's just like we were saying, like, it's just there's nothing like that in the game up until that point. So when it gets yeah. introduced, you're like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mainly wanted to just do the spoiler cast just so I could talk about that. <laughs> the, um, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah. it's hard to, like... Just, it's hard to talk about without like seeing like what's going on like in the ashtray maze like while this music is playing like because like it's just the basically the the hallways as you're running through them are constantly changing and like walls are opening it up like opening up this platforms raising up all over the place like doors shut and like a wall will open and you have to run through there and like you're killing stuff at the same time like it's just all this crazy shit like i like to replay it and like like, take my time and like walk through it and not because like i was sprinting through it and like yeah i was loading i was was jamming dude i was yeah because like the music's pumping and like so hyped yeah yeah so like i would like to just slowly like take like take my time and go through that area just because of just like from a design element standpoint like it's just like the way it's all laid out is really cool um, the other thing that we haven't mentioned yet, uh, is the Ocean View Motel. Yeah, Ocean View Motel was also really cool. Um, so I guess that is like a, I don't even know how to explain what it does in terms of like the, I'm trying to find the right terminology. So like Ocean View Motel is like it, between like set pieces or like moments of the game, like you'll have to visit the Ocean View Motel a number of times, a number of times. And like, think of it as like a doorway. They use it like a, yeah. They use it like a gateway. Kind exactly of. like you'll be like at a bridge that like isn't like is missing a piece and like you mm-hmm. can't traverse across it but it just has this like, like this a light like switch a light like switch a hanging f- from like the ceiling and like you pull it a few times and then you just get teleported to like this motel um that was an area uh sorry an awe at one point um mm-hmm. so like the concept in terms of like how it fits into the gameplay is like super fucking unique. <laughs> yeah. So like they they you go in. I think they consider it a threshold, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, yeah, that's that's a good word. Um. So like and, and like they you go there on the stipulation. They they tell you straight up like when you first come across the 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 rope the rope 
switch for it. Yeah. Um, there's a sign directly next to it, like, oh, Ocean View Motel, um, the rule of, uh, uh, apply the rule of three. So you pull the rope three times, and then it just, you are in the hotel suddenly. Mm-hmm. And you walk up to, like, a front desk, there's, a, like, a bell at the desk. You ring that three times, and then it brings you to a doorway. You go to that door, there's something to do in there, it gives you a key. Then you walk back, and you can open that, <clears throat> open the door with the key, and then you pull the fucking string three more times, and then you're where like you were trying to get to. Yep. So that they use this hotel as like a, like a gateway to like get to like to kind of like solve puzzles and stuff. Like it's just like a cool like like pretty much every time I saw the rope light coming up, I was like, all right, cool. Like we're gonna do some yep. weird shit with the motel do a now. Weird <laughs> puzzle mechanic. The um in this uh like spoiler like storyline guide that I'm reading, they describe the Ocean View Motel as a um. A meeting place for dimensions that is connected to the oldest house, and I think that is a really good way to describe it. Yeah, I think that's how I think that's how they explain it in either. I don't know if they explain it in like one of the um, collectible files you find or something. Yeah, this was one of the first games I played in a really long time where every piece of documentation I found on the floor. Like, not that I, like, sat there and read it <coughs> verbatim, like, word for word and, like, sunk into it, but, like, I definitely put in the time to, like, you know... Like, whereas, like, in some in some games you could just skip... You skip over shit like that, mm-hmm. like, books and diaries, but in this one it was, like... You know, it's just, like, you find a page... You find a lot of pages, a lot of, like, writings and stuff, like and some of them are just... Shit. Some of it's just random stuff about just, like, people that work in the oldest house who are just like, where are we going to play poker again, you know? But, like, yeah, yeah. there's some stuff that's specific to the story that, like, you know... And and you know, there's even stuff that's specific to Alan Wake. You know that yeah, which I wanted to mention during the regular podcast because I don't know if Andy was aware or if he didn't come across the folders or not. I think he but did. There, we, yeah, we kind of talked. There about are them. you find there's actually two research folders that you find like later on in the game that directly reference Alan Wake, um, and like how he was the cause of whatever happened in that game, and like how the emotions that he had when he was writing his book made the book an altered item, which calls an altered altered world event. So, like, all of the things that were happening in his book basically became real. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing. So, it's almost like... It makes me much, really want to play Alan Wake. Yeah, and it's also, like, basically confirmed that that fucking DLC, the AWE DLC, is probably going to be, you know... A, another even more direct reference to what happened in alan wake just the just way that it looks think about how cool it would be if you're playing as jesse in that like environment of like mm-hmm. that twin peaks ass like mountainside yeah like, or you know like and then they just you have the service weapon and then they just give you the flashlight you know like yeah. that's like yeah. that adds that layer of combat you know to mm-hmm. like kind of smashes the two together that would be so cool i'm so fucking interested to see um what they do with that dlc specifically because it's definitely going to be, relate to Alan Wake in like a big way because like the image of it is looks like the it's literally there. like the cover it's like the literally the box art yeah of for Alan, Alan Wake, Wake. um, um <clears throat> with like, the I had, motel like, sorry pack yeah, I had I'm trying to think I, I I wasn't like you know clamoring to like read all like the the research files I came across and blah 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 but, like if I like saw something that like looked like anything a lot of the stuff that like you know, had to do with, like, an altered item or, like, an object of power I read because that was the stuff that, like, was really interesting to me because, like, like, for instance, like, some of the altered items that are, like, in the world, like, there's a fucking fridge that somebody has to be staring at 24-7. Yeah. And, like, a, uh, a, a traffic light that basically plays red light, green light with you and if you, 
move when the light's red, it fucking, like, teleports you back out of its range. And you can only move when it's green. Like, it, it's just, like, weird shit like that. Like, that was, like, super interesting to me. Um, so that's a lot of the stuff that I read. Like, I, I, I read the Alan Wake files because when I picked it up, like, it specifically said um, Bright Falls AWE. And I was like, I, like, I recognize Bright Falls. I never played Alan Wake, but I recognize, like, the name. Mm-hmm. So I opened it up, and then I saw, like, you know, almost the one of the first thing that stood out to me was, like, author Alan Wake in the article. I was like, oh, shit. So I started reading it. Um, But, yeah, like, I I mostly was – I was the most interested in, like, all, like, the objects of power, the altered items, the locations of power. Like, all that shit was what, like, actually, like, really interested me as far as, like, the articles and stuff, like, the research files. Yeah, getting to find out more about that stuff was always just, like – the most interesting because those items not only did they impact you via from like a gameplay perspective um but then just like getting that like backstory on them was mm-hmm. just super interesting um so yeah the uh there's definitely more definitely more to the fact with the motel specifically in terms of how um that can be accessed and like what that does for the ending and the lore and speculation stuff and with Ati and all that um but yeah, I'm trying to think of the uh Pid, you still with me? Well, I'm right here. Oh cool. My Discord shit out for a second, so mm-hmm. sorry for any uh moment sorry for any extended moment of silence there. So yeah, they say that the motel is a paranormal hub between worlds. Yeah, which is basically what it is. Like you use it to like, like traverse through like different areas of the, uh, of the oldest house, which is like you know. yeah. And Jesse's like one of the only people that can do it, along with Ati, which then also mm-hmm. bl- leads into the Ati is like you know, some yeah, sort of like, like deity for the oldest <laughs> house pretty, or something. Yeah, pretty like, much. Which is which is funny because like if you look at his character, he's like so, like this disheveled, like just kind of like old man that like i know like this kind of like gibberish is at you a little bit like it's kind of like all right great um so yeah well let's uh i guess at this point we could probably get into like the actual ending right i think that's a pretty safe bet we've kind of covered a lot of the aspects of the story yeah um so let's see what's the best way to go about this so we're not really missing anything um so as you progress your game, obviously the underlying backstory comes into focus. Uh, the importance of Hedron, Polaris, uh, especially how they impact Jesse specifically and her brother Dylan. Um, you, after you pass through the ashtray maze and then get into mental research, you find uh, what's the doctor's name? Uh, Darling. Yes, Darling's like big secret is that like Hedron is being like encapsulated and is in like an area of the oldest house and then it is up to you to go and like free Hedron which would free Polaris and then like Jesse has this like big moment of reveal realizing that like you know the the hiss like wanted you to access that part of the oldest house so that they could so they could attack yeah yeah exactly um but then you obviously fight them off you get to like the center chamber. It's like this big geometrical like sphere in this room mm. that's like floating, and um, that sequence was like you know, it was in terms of a set piece is really cool, um, but you, um, you like kind of like the the 
the sphere like cracks open and there's like nothing there you know and jesse's like yeah. kind of like defeated by the idea that like you know there isn't like this tangible being behind you know like this entity that's yeah. been like guiding her um so then like at that point the game like ends <laughs> yeah it was like like i it totally fucking caught me off guard i was like really yeah it like because like honestly like the type of game it is like i wouldn't be surprised same. If they just like ended it like some weird shit. And yeah, because like, that's, that's how they're gonna do this. At and that then, point, like, it seemed like the hiss like kind of won, you know, yeah, like because yeah. and Jesse seemed pretty defeated, and like credits start to roll, and then like within like, like a yeah, like a minute, like the, <laughs> yeah. the credits start getting all wacky and shit, and I was like, okay, because yeah. I texted I texted you Im- immediately once the credits start rolling. I was like, I yep. think I beat it. I got texts from you and Andrew separately, like yeah. a couple hours apart, that said the same thing. We're like, yo, I think I just did it. And then, like, a minute later, like, nope, there's more. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, the second I saw the letters start getting all fucked up, I was like, nah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah, so, honestly, I don't know if you have the same feeling I did, but I was, like, kind of bummed that there wasn't, like, a tangible, like, being in that, like, capsule. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see some, like, weird, like, fucking, like, alien thing, like, yeah. in there, just like, mm-hmm, I thought like, the... <laughs> And, like, it might uh, – maybe it's a little naive thinking, but, like, I thought, like, the projector was going to be in the capsule or something and, like, that – like, it was, like, a part of a slide or something, like, one that wasn't yeah. destroyed. Um, but, obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, there's literally nothing in there. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just, like, a hollow shell. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, at that point, the credits get all fucked up. Uh, game's not over yet. Um uh, so pretty much just implies that like Jesse's like kind of lost or like it's it's done, but that's really not the case. Um, the credits like begin to fragment and change. Um, the the game picks back up and Jesse awakens in like a business outfit, like she's like working and it's like the bureau's like all fucked up, and you're just like uh like an office clerk. You're like, yeah, you're doing like menial tasks like delivering mail and. And, like uh, cleaning up coffee mugs. Yeah, and like <laughs> Trench is alive, and mm-hmm. like all these people that you've been like encountered are like kind of like buzzing around, and like some are infected, some aren't, and like you're like, you know, like Pat said, like picking up mugs and copying paper and stuff, and it's like super fucking like obscure. Yeah. Um, and then like the rule of three applies there too. If you do, you go through that cycle three times, and then like everything kind of clears up. You have to deliver mail to Trench three times. Mm-hmm. You come, you you walk past Ati three times, and he remembers every time you walk by, which is another indication that he's mm-hmm. like all knowing or like above whatever the fuck is going on. Uh, yeah, so you find out at that point in the game that the um, director is the one that actually uh, exposed the oldest house to the hiss. Um, and you know that's what impacted Dylan, and it was his fault, and all this stuff. Um, so Jesse, then you know, kind of like realizing this, um, she like you know, I guess like was it Polaris really um, that like comes back or to her? She realizes that like you know she doesn't really need Polaris. Like it's kind of just like she has the ability. Um, no, it's – I think what what happens to her, like, this whole, like, sequence that's happening, like, when she's, like, repeating that, like, cycle a bunch of times is the hiss, like, invading her mind. Um, and then, like, right when it's getting, like, at its worst, like, I think that's the part when she sees, like, Dylan – or, like, Dylan's holding the gun to her head when she's sitting at the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, she, like, kind of snaps out of it a little bit and Polaris, like, kind of comes back. 
and then she like really breaks out of it and then she's just like I think is that when is she's just like in the director's office at that point. So the the big reveal I guess is that Dylan either um like used the used trench or trench in his own like um like quest for power like he used the projector which they shouldn't have used because they didn't know how like dangerous it was mm. he opens up the the slide that re- releases the hiss and head drawn and all that stuff and then like dylan who is like a super powerful like he was supposed to be he was being like yeah, he was uh, groomed okay. to be the director um yeah but like you know obviously like a kid in captivity it never really worked out um so like she realizes like what went on and um in like these cutscenes, Dylan like she sees the the trench like use the projector. Then Dylan shoots the director, but he doesn't come the director. Then Jesse's there in the seat, and like she realizes like that she's the director and she has control over like pretty much everything that happens in the oldest house. And like mm-hmm. kind of like f- like fights back the hiss and realizes that like okay like I need to like I know what I need to do like in terms of like I gotta go and shut down the projector and like end this. Yeah. Um, so like after the like weird loop of gameplay and cutscenes, you're back to being Jesse, normal ass Jesse, like present time, um, in the oldest house in the director's chair. And then that's where like the game picks back up and you have to make your way, um, to the nostalgia department to confront Dylan and the, um, projector, the projector. Exactly. Um, the game at two separate points does a really good job of making you feel like super badass. One of them is the ashtray maze. The second one is this like final encounter leading up to Dylan and the projector. Cause they like overpower you like the board. Like, I don't know. Like the board says something like right as you go in there and it's like uh power limit exceeded or whatever. And it like over, like it like overcharges you and you can literally like one shot. As long as you can hit them, you can pretty much one shot everything with telekinesis. You fucking kill everything super fast with the servers. I was so like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, different encounters. Like, you have to, like, there's a bunch of, like, different waves of enemies, like, different, um, on, like, different platforms as you're getting to the projector. <clears throat> and you're just, like, fucking floating around. You're just wiping dudes out with telekinesis. Like, it's just, like, like a, again, like, another really cool, like, set piece, like, leading up to the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff was um, great, dude. Yeah. So you fight your way through that section. You get to Dylan. You cleanse him. Uh, he like ends up going into a coma. Um, the next sequence, you're seen pretty much like at the helm of the direct, at like at as the director of the oldest house. And then like it kind of makes the announcement that you're like there to stay, mm-hmm. to like continue, like that your work's not done, and like the hiss still have a presence there, even though the door's been shut, and that you're still like you know working to clean up the department of control and like will be like a presence there moving forward so leaves it pretty open-ended for uh dlc which is really cool yeah oh my god um go ahead sorry i was gonna say that's control the best we could explain it (laughs) yeah um so like there's like some other things i want to talk about too like there are um a bunch of side quests that are also like all very good um like normally in like there's a lot of games where I'll, I'll kind of at some point put the side quests like on the wayside because like you know at points they just kind of get like tedious and like they don't really matter that much and like I just they're just kind of whatever um, but everything was like so interesting to me in this game that I wanted to do them um, so like, like pretty much every 
every side quest, I think aside from one, involves either an altered item or an object of power. Um, <clears throat> and like they're just like all like very interesting. Like a lot of them like lead to like these cool like boss fights. Um, like you, like you're running through. I forget where it is. I think it's like the containment sector mm-hmm. with the anchor. Oh yeah, the <laughs> the fucking anchor man. <laughs> yeah, so like there's like a fucking like you come across like these guys that were like it's a side quest. They were they went into like this threshold um called the clock room or some shit like that where like literally like this clock just like kept duplicating itself and like it like it, they're like literally like pouring out of doors and like there's just piles of them everywhere like these like old like uh like countertop like fucking uh-huh. called um like but these old clocks and you're like running through this whole area and they were like the guys that like went into this place were trying to track down a an object of power was it an altered item no it was an altered item yeah it's that's um, a matter of time is what the side just, quest is called yeah and just it's to it was literally just yeah. it was literally just called the anchor and like i'm thinking it's like this little like boat anchor or whatever and like you go you fucking find it and it's like literally like this gigantic like ship anchor for, like a pirate ship and like it's just like floating in the middle of like this fucking room and you like approach it and it sinks into like this hole and then comes up as like this big ball mm-hmm. and it's just like blasting shit at you so like you have to fight it like it's just like this wacky shit like uh i mean we can talk w- about founder yeah uh former former thank you yeah so like i mentioned earlier there's a fridge that somebody has to be staring at 24/7 or it will like harm some someone whoever's there i think it's who if so, who is looking at it last if you look away it harms you yeah so, so someone has a, to be looking at it at all times <laughs> there's a, yeah there's a side quest that a guy gives you to like you know pretty much like f- like find like he he lost a bunch of altered items like they yeah, ended up there's, like, escaped yeah because there's a containment center of the game that has all these altered items that are like found i guess the like panopticon. the world the panopticon exactly and um <coughs> so he um with like the hiss invading all that stuff like caused a lot of chaos and like some of the altered items started to like you know break free or whatever react, however, react um you know in, in different ways that they weren't expecting so they started to like get out of their containment areas and then it's up to you you are tasked to then re like to cleanse like round them, them up. round them up and there's some pretty memorable moments the fridge yeah, being so like, one of them for sure yeah so like the, the you come across the fridge like you run like you go past where it is and like there's just like a guy sitting in there staring at the fridge you talk to him through the intercom he's like i need somebody to help like i'm stuck in here i can't my <laughs> eyes are fucking killing me <laughs> you're like you're like him, all oh, right you feel so bad for him i know i'm like all right man like relax i got to go take care of something i'll be right back we'll we'll figure this out so whatever you finish what you're doing you come back sure enough you're like hey man i'm here let's do this I'm going to go talk to, I think his name was Langston. Yep. I'm going to talk to Langston. We're going to get this door unlocked. I'll come in there. I'll figure it out. You can get out of here. So he's like, all right, I'll wait. So you go down. You talk to Langston. He opens the door for you. You go back and you, like, go in, like, the first set of doors. And then, like, the second set just, like, locks itself. And then you hear him through the door, like, um, director, the fridge is doing something. And then you just hear him go, and you just hear him go, ah. And then, like, you, like. You open the door and there's blood everywhere, and he's just gone. Felt so bad so for like, him. Yeah, and I was like, "Come on!" And like, the cool part about this, like, I don't know if you did this or not, but like, when I first went into that room, the fridge like got out of my field of view for like a second, and it started so to hurt it hurts me. Hurts you, yeah. 
Yeah, so, like, I was like, oh, shit. So I, like, look back at it, and I started cleansing it or whatever. So you cleanse it, and it pulls you into, like, this, like, astral plane, which is where you are, like, it's, like, basically anytime you get a new ability, um, the board, who is, like, an upside-down pyramid (laughs) that mumbles at you. um, Yep. Pretty much anytime you get a new ability, it pulls you into this astral plane. Um, Only the director can communicate with it, um, and it basically just, like, trains you on how to use your new ability. So this fucking fridge pulls you into a version of the astral plane that's, like, all, like, fuck it. It's, like, super dark and, like, dilapidated and, like, it just looks terrible. And, like, this gigantic one-eyed, like... Tentacle monster. Spider thing just comes out of the abyss and it's called the former and I don't know what it is. Yo. But it's got a huge eyeball with, like like, a fucking weird, like, shell on it. And you just throw stuff at his eyeball until it dies. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and then you fight it again later. Because mm-hmm. you go find a flamingo. A flamingo. As, like, that's an altered item. And it, like, yeah. that one was actually really cool. I actually, when I when I got to the flamingo and it, like, the hallway, like, brrr, like, no, like that looks like, so extends cool. outwards. Yeah, so, like, you, you find this flamingo and it just, like, it elongates the hallway and it just starts like closing the fucking hallway in at you and like different shapes. You got to like levitate through it and like make your way to the flamingo. So you get there, you cleanse it and it pulls you back into that fucking plane and you fight the thing again. <laughs> and they don't explain what it is at all. All Jesse goes is like, are you fighting? Are you challenging the, the board or something like, and it just kind of like yells at you and then just starts looking at you <laughs> and shoots eyeball things at you like it's just it's like so bizarre i love it yeah I, I don't know if you knew this it took me a long time to figure this out did you know that you can fucking like telekinesis the orbs it shoots at you you throw it back at them yeah, yeah. and that's how you like that's how you like actually do damage to it. i was just like throwing shit at his eyeball oh like, no yeah those the the little orbs he shoots out like that's you yeah. can do those fights like really quick if you yeah like yeah I didn't realize it took me a while. That's how I finally killed him eventually. Yeah, the first time you fight him, I had the same issue that you mentioned on the original episode where you were falling through the holes and he was Mm -hmm. creating in the ground. It was super frustrating. And I was like, all right, there's got to be a trick here. Like, it definitely just shouldn't be this frustrating. And then I realized when you throw the orbs back, it like chunks away at his health and makes it substantially easier. The Um, second time you fight him is when I had like a a legitimate problem with him. Because, like, remember that problem I was talking about where like she would try to like mantle a ledge and then levitate? And, like, it just threw me off. Every single time that ever happened to me in the game happened at that fight because there was three different platforms, platforms that you can go to. Yeah. So I would be trying to get to another platform, and she would, like, mantle while I'm holding the A button down to fucking float off, like, to levitate to the next one. And, like, I would, like, let go too soon, and she would just start plummeting because, like, she was still mantling, and she just would just go down. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, Super it happened bad. a bunch of times there. Yeah, definitely a weird mechanical issue for sure in terms of the levitate like function in gameplay. But yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it was uh, oh, sorry. Um, it had its issues, but you know, I think overall it worked pretty well for the most part. You fought um, Mold One, right? Yes. <laughs> I really like that his name was just Mold One. Yeah, the pit is a really cool area. That place fucking sucked. It was like just like the fact that everybody wanted to eat the mold. <laughs> it's like yeah, so it weird. It smells really good. Like, I want to eat it. And then, like, yeah. she gives you the pill, and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. That very, fuck? like, rude lady. You know, it's like, yeah, that's yeah, a side effect. That's how the mold, yeah. like, tricks you, and then that you pretty much. Shitty doctor lady. Yeah, turn into, uh, you know, like a fucking clicker from The Last of Us. Yeah. But, like, she gives you that pill, and you're just like, oh, oh. This is awful. 
this smells terrible. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, it's working. All right, good. Yeah. It's like, all right. So there's some really cool moments in that game. But yeah, they're very – I would recommend if you're going to play this after listening to this for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't if know you why did you it this, this way. You played it, whatever, like good on you, I guess. Play the side missions. Um, you don't have to worry about, like, the, the bureau investigations. They're kind of worthless. They don't really do much for you. Uh-uh. Um, but the legitimate side missions that, like, you know – the NPCs around the world yeah. give you are all very interesting and they like provide you with like contact just some just world cool building. shit yeah just like yeah. cool stuff like it's not even like I can't really go more in depth than that it's just like cool shit that like you know fucking that they capitalized on pretty well I think yeah they wow. did a, a fantastic job of uh, you know like just building and fleshing out that like you know the idea of the oldest house and like just how fucking obscure it could be yeah so yeah, yeah control's great uh i think we've talked enough about it um i hope everybody enjoyed me and you just rambling on about the different aspects and just the just the wacky convoluted shit this game is <laughs> like yeah so uh any any closing comments or thoughts, Pat? Um, play it. Cool. It gave me like I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, but it gave me like really like strong. I think why I was into like all the abilities and stuff so much was that I played this game back on PS2, PS2 called Psyops. Oh yeah, man, um, <laughs> that was fucking awesome. And like I used to love that game. Like I used to like I used to love that game so much that there was like a sandbox mode that they gave you where you could just run around and just use your abilities on shit. Mm-hmm. And I used to play that like alone after I finished that game. Like I used to just go in and just like I'm gonna fucking pyrokinesis you. I'm gonna throw your ass against the wall. Like I'm gonna do all this crazy shit. And like this was like the closest thing that you're gonna get to a game like that, I think. And like actually, it, like it actually be good. So I uh-huh. would definitely recommend you play this shit. I strong agree. PsyOps uh, was a little ahead of its time in terms of its, its telekinesis. <laughs> yeah, the game was so good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, pretty gruesome. Their heads would explode when you were done. Yeah. Game was, yeah, when you like take over their mind and they just fucking Pop. die. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, I think that uh, closes it up. Um, I'll do quick housekeeping if you have just for some reason – stumbled across this episode and have never listened to a podcast that we've done before um i'm brian you can find me at twitter since brian you can find pat at pc mirth uh check out our regular episodes of the podcast uh okay gamers where we just talk about video game news we're playing uh what's topical things like that uh if you want to talk to us more okgamers.com will link you to an invite to our discord um there's you know a spot where you could talk to us more about pretty much anything you want or in all the people that uh, listen to the show so As always, thank you guys for listening and supporting us. We always appreciate it. So, bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.